Oh my gosh, hello. Welcome to a special IDS podcast predicting what's going to happen in season eight of Game of Thrones. I am Nissa Cruz, Enterprise Editor here at the IDS, and uh, we're each going to go around and do a little bit of introductions and talk about our relationship to the show and the books. So I am a relatively new fan. I started watching only in the last year, um, blew through the seven seasons, and um, have rewatched a lot of episodes. I have read almost the entirety of a Game of Thrones, which is the first book in the series, A Song of Ice and Fire, in case people aren't book fans. Um, and I plan to read all the books, even though I don't really know if the sh- series will ever be finished. And um, I've spent many, many hours listening to Game of Thrones podcasts, watching Game of Thrones YouTube videos into the wee hours of the morning. Um, so even though I'm a new fan, I would consider myself a very dedicated one. Uh-huh. My name is Ellen Hine. I'm a uh, copy chief for the IDS, so I check all of like the comments and stuff. Um, my relationship to Game of Thrones started probably when I was in middle school. I think that's I started like I, I read the book before I started the show. I read the first book um, because my mom and my brother were super into the show and the books and all of that. And I read the book and I was like, mm, this is okay, but I was too young to read that sort of stuff. I was kind of like in eighth grade. Um, and so I didn't really get into it then. And then I think probably like sophomore year of high school, I started watching the show and that really like made me super fascinated because I was into like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Um, and so I got really into it there. I've been watching probably pretty regularly since season four. And then I went back and caught up with everything and became more, more and more interested. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for season eight. Uh, I'm so excited. I am Laurel Domkovich. Um, I don't have a current job at the IDS, but I was a managing editor last fall. Um, my relationship to Game of Thrones is a little complicated. Um, I started watching it like a year and a half ago, and then I got through like two and a half seasons, and I stopped, and I kept telling myself I would restart, but then I never did. And then like a year later, I just happened to jump back into it on the episode of The Red Wedding, so you can say I was, <laughs> I was hooked just to the rest. Diving into the, like, you know, the easy part of the plot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, she goes, oh, yeah, I, uh, I have, I'm about to watch episode nine. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm screaming. Yeah, so then I um, watched, that was, like, a month ago, so then I finished it in the last, like, three weeks. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, pretty new, but... Similar to Nissa gives me a lot of her predictions, and then I Google them a lot before I go to bed. So yeah, we are um, very new but invested fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna start with just our predictions for who's gonna live, who's gonna die. We're not gonna talk about every single character on the show because you know we don't really have time for that. Um, but obviously, the most important characters we're gonna talk about. So Laurel and I are in a like death pool <laughs> where we are. <laughs> Picking who I think is going to live and die. We're going to invite Ellen. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll just start with the big one. Like, the, the big two, John and Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I go back and forth on John. I, I personally believe John is the hero of this story. I think it's his story. Um, so I think he might live, he might die. I'm not 100% sure. 
as for Danny, I think she's a goner, which I yeah, I, I think will, she's dead. Yeah, I will get into that later when we talk uh, after we go through the death predictions. We're going to talk about bigger predictions for the season. My big prediction has to do with Danny's death, um, but I think she's a goner. John, I go back and forth on. Agreed. I think you know he. He seems like the obvious like protagonist of this story at this point. He's kind of been unveiled as really the protagonist of the story as the seasons and as the books have gone on. But the whole point of Game of Thrones is kind of subverting a lot of like the tropes of, of the hero's narrative of, you know, the typical storytelling that, you know, is in fantasy genres, um, which is why people really like it. So I could also see him, you know, George R. R. Martin being like, he's got to go. He's he's too much yeah. of a hero at this point. Um, yeah, I agree. I, as far as um, the rest of the Starks, I think. Um, oh, wait, can we do Danny first? Oh, Danny. I think Danny, I could go 50-50. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it would be, it would make sense for her to die. But I also think. I don't see John being a very willing leader of the Seven Kingdoms. I would see Danny far more in that role. And I think someone needs gonna need to step up after all of this. I and I think Danny would be the one to I can't do wait that. To talk about this more. <laughs> that is all what my big prediction's about. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> I also go back and forth between John, but I think that he ends up living, but I don't necessarily think that he sits on the throne or like has any large role necessarily my at the end of it. there will be no throne. Well, <laughs> I've got that on my list. I have a very long, extensive list of predictions on my phone right now that I'm looking at. Um, and then I agree. I think Danny is probably dead one way or another, like whether it's what you're going to talk about or just whatever, something else. I will I'd... say I'm not going to be happy if she dies in childbirth. I think that'll be really cheap. That'll be dumb. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I mean, just her dying, it is kind of problematic because she spent, what, seven seasons, like, mm-hmm. messing around in Essos? Yeah. Or until season seven, so six seasons messing around in Essos just so to come to Westeros and die. So many seasons in Marine. Mm-hmm. God, I did not care about Marine. <laughs> I think that's a universal opinion. Um, what about the rest of the Starks? Um, I think Sansa's going to live. I do, too. I think Sansa, at this point, has... She's not going to outsource her protection to anyone. She's going to figure out a way to get out of any situation that, you know, she's in. I agree. And I think she's ultimately going to end up ruling the North. Um, Because Bran is like a weird human tree computer. (laughs) Yeah. And Arya, I think, not interested. Uh, Not ever been interested. And Sansa's, I think, probably the most capable leader of anyone. So I think that's what that's my prediction. Arya, I think, is gonna die. That's exactly how I feel. I think she has gotten to a point where I, I don't know how she can live after the series. I, I don't know what her story arc and trajectory would be like after the series. I think that's gonna happen. Bran I mean who knows? I don't know if we can constitute what he's doing right now is really living. Anyway, so he seems true, to just yeah. be like a, a a vessel for all the magic in the realm. Yeah, kind of. I I think there. What is there? The quote from Mira. She said, "Like you died in that cave." Yeah, I think that that's kind of true. He's not really Bran anymore. 
Um, in my prediction pool, I do have Sansa Living, uh, Sansa Sansa. She's my favorite character, uh, so this is partially Queen. wish fulfillment. Um, but I do think that her story arc makes the most sense if she ends alive. Also, she's just not a fighter, so like the odds are just in her favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually have Arya living and Bran dying. I think one Stark sibling will die. I don't think it's possible two could die, but I'm going to go out and say... Bran is going to die and Arya is going to live. I don't really buy into a lot of the crazy theories about Bran, but I don't... I also... Yes, he is a vessel for the magic in the realm, but I almost feel like part of what the arc of the story is going to be is containing the magic, not getting rid of it like it was, like there was no magic really in the realm anymore, but I think it would be mm-hmm. like containing the magic, and I'm not really sure what Bran's role would be in that world. Yeah. But I don't know. I go back and forth. I think Arya could die. Bran could live. Bran could die. Arya could live. They could both die. They could probably not both live. But uh, I really go back and forth. I could see Bran going back to that cave and just hooking up in a tree. Yeah, that's what I feel. Like, right now I have Bran living and Arya dying. And I think, like, I can definitely see Bran just, like, going out to the north and just chilling there forever. And then, like, doing his own thing. Beep boop. So. He's a human computer. Yep, he really is. Um, and then the Lannisters, I think, are the last important characters. Uh, there's obviously, we all care about all the other characters, like mm-hmm. Brienne and Pod and mm-hmm. Sandy and all these people, but uh, of the main characters, I, I mean, I ride really hard for the Valonqar prophecy, which I don't think we're going to go into necessarily in this podcast, but I do believe that Jamie will kill Cersei and then mm-hmm. die. That is mm-hmm. something I hope happens because i think that makes the most sense for both of them yeah i agree i think um Tyrion. i'm kind of a toss-up on whether Tyrion will live or not i you know i think he is also kind of like sansa he's never going to get himself into a position where like he can't get out of it but at the same time he's also extremely loyal to danny and i think i could see him like following her into battle or doing something stupid like that um so kind of crazy I do think Jamie's going to kill Cersei. I think, and this kind of veers into predictions, I think he's going to kill Cersei because Brienne dies. Oh, yeah. I definitely could see that happening. And he's going to be furious that she, you know, either got out of the deal or, you know, sent, like, the Golden Company to attack them while they were doing the Battle of Winterfell. And he's going to be furious and he's going to ride down to King's Landing and, and kill her for that. Yeah, I think the other thing I've heard read seen a lot is the idea that he has to kill her because she i mean she already used the wildfire to blow up the sept but that she is going to um use it again perhaps to blow up the entirety of king's landing or blow up something else and it's kind of a nice uh dovetail with the mad king wanting to burn everyone and so she's kind of the mad queen but i also feel like that card's already been played with the sept so i'm not really sure they would do it again Mm yeah i mean i agree with all of that. I right now I have Tyrion as living. So do I. So I think we shall see. Yeah, but I I think obviously like part of this whole story is you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, like exactly. as much as we would like to think that all these people make it out. Mm-hmm. I will say though I've seen lots of predictions where like three people live at the end and at the end of the day if the battle episodes based on a lot of the stuff that has come out are most likely 3 and 5. There's still mm-hmm. episode 6. So you got to have a cast enough to yeah. make a final episode. Yeah. They've yeah, that w- they kind of, like, spoiled that. There, there there was at least an after to the Battle of Winterfell with the fact that they were, like, it's in the middle of the season. So yeah, I, I feel c- pretty confident that we will have, you know, some people alive at the end of it. 
Um, whether or not they defeat the Night King there is is kind of the question. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about as far as uh, death life predictions? If go? Podrick dies, I will riot. I, I, will... I have Pod living. I think I Brienne has dying, to die. But... I think Brienne has to die, but Pod's gonna live. I think you got Podrick have is someone. my favorite character. He's the only man I care about. He's the only man I trust. He's the only man I, I love. Um, also, Braun. I would be very. Sad I have Braun living. Died. I think he's such a scrapper. He survived this far by being basically, an, yeah. even though he's basically a no he, one. He would like he'll go out to battle because he'll be like it's, God, it's the right thing to do. But he's not gonna be like risking his life super much, like a lot. That's true. But if so. he died, I also wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Everyone's gonna die. That's <laughs> that's when my I, prediction. Like, did my prediction. I was just like, if you don't really have a special place in my heart, like if I don't really remember you, sorry, you're oh, gone. Yeah. Like there's no way. Oh, if Davos dies, I will also cry. I think he will. I will. <sighs> yeah. But I love him. But I think he will. Yeah, I think he he's will he's too. also old. I think the older you are, the higher chance you have of dying. <sighs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Um. So we all came up with larger grand scheme predictions for this series um so i will talk about mine first this is not something i have made up of my own brain i have consumed so much game of thrones content um especially if you guys are fans of um binge mode by the ringer it's a great podcast we are not sponsored by binge mode we just love it but we would love to be no no sorry (laughs) and then uh i'm a huge alt shift x fan obviously like crazy popular game of thrones youtube channel so a lot of this is heavily inspired by what those two um outlets talk about so my prediction um has to do with danny's death so i'm not going to go into the entire azora high last hero prophecy it's long and complicated and there are way many more people who've talked about this with much um more uh specificity and eloquence than i could or will but a huge part of that prophecy is, you know, the idea of the prince who was promised being born again. You've seen that with Stannis and Melisandre thinking he was the prince who was promised, which is just laughable. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think a lot of people believe that um, the prince who was promised, Azor High reborn, is John. And I think mm-hmm. that, that if if the prophecy of Azor High last hero, etc., is going to come into play in this show series, whatever at all, it's it's going to be John. I don't believe it's Danny. I think that's a huge red herring. I don't have time to talk about all that. Yeah. But if anyone is, is going to be this um, legendary individual, I believe it's going to be John. So uh, a huge part of that prophecy is Azor High having to sacrifice his wife to temper his sword Lightbringer, which is a weapon that could, was used to bring the dawn during the last night, or the long night, sorry. Um, so it follows that if John is the uh, prince who was promised and he's got to, I don't think that the idea of Lightbringer, um, the sword is necessarily literal. I don't think that like he's literally going to have to have a special sword mm-hmm. to kill the Night's King or whatever. I think just to succeed, to win, Danny will need to be sacrificed um, in a uh, echo of the Azor High prophecy. Um, so I think, you know, if John is the prince who's promised, Danny is obviously being set up to be his love interest. They obviously got, got it on. Got down on a boat. Got it on on the boat. The love boat. <laughs> the love boat. Uh, they got it on on the boat. 
and um, I think that's being set up as we head into season eight. Um, but another reason that I think this is likely, that Danny will die, and specifically in a self-sacrificial way, is because of the way this story thinks about power. Um, this is like a fantasy trope that those who make the best leaders are those who don't seek power. Um, this is in so many different fantasy stories, obviously the big ones, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, I have a great quote here that just sums it up so perfectly. It's from Dumbledore to Harry. He says, it's a curious thing, Harry, but perhaps those who are best suited to power are those who have never sought it. Those who, like you, have leadership thrust upon them and take up the mantle because they must and find that to their own surprise that they wear it well. That is John in a nutshell. Sure. And I think that this story is telling us that is the best kind of leader and that inversely the worst kind of leader are the power hungry leaders and that's exactly who Danny is she is as power hungry as Cersei though significantly less evil mm -hmm. and the whole her whole story has depended on her wanting to get on the iron throne and although she's obviously done things that make her admirable she's done some um, she's freed slaves she freed the unsullied etc cetera, etc cetera. I do think that she has edged more towards the Mad Queen almost uh, in her behavior in the last, especially couple seasons where she like burned the Tarleys alive. I will defend that decision. That was the right decision for her to make. And I, I thought it was weird that Tyrion was like kind of freaked out by that. Like, I think I agree with you that like she has become, especially, especially in the later seasons, more like. She talks about breaking the wheel, but then she's kind of going at it from, like, well, I want to – from a, a way that, like, doesn't necessarily break the wheel. Um, she's very, you know, wants power and all of that. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with the decision to burn the Tarleys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gotta lay down the law sometimes. Yeah. Gotta be the hammer. <laughs> yeah. Um. But just to finish out my thought, so I think that the ultimate way to redeem herself in the eyes of this story and in the eyes of this idea um, is to sacrifice herself and to give up everything that she's been fighting for this whole time, which is, like, the throne. Mm -hmm. So I think that that makes her extremely vulnerable. And the other thing is, like, George R. R. Martin has been quoted as saying that he favors a bittersweet ending for the series, um, not like a horribly depressing one nor obviously we're not going to get like a you know harry potter 19 years later they're all married mm. with kids ending um and so i think it would be bittersweet for daenerys to die but maybe john to live and for both sex baby to uh go on and i don't know yeah. hang out in westeros <laughs> yeah. so that's pretty much my prediction um my prediction is something that, you know, I, I feel very confident that's going to happen, and it's Clegane Bowl, which oh, yeah. I'm speaking very calmly about Clegane Bowl. Usually when I'm, like, talking about it, I'm, like, screaming it at the top of my lungs, and, like, <laughs> like it's a WWE match. Like, I'm extremely excited about Clegane Bowl, you guys. Um, <laughs> and I think, for those unfamiliar, Clegane Bowl's fight between Sandor the Hound Clegane and Gregor the Hound the Mountain. They um, don't like each other, I think, to put it mildly. They're the, the Liam and Noel Gallagher of Westeros. Um, and I think they're going to have a showdown. Seemed unlikely for a while since they were both dead. <laughs> and then one of them is a zombie now and one of them's alive, actually. Um, and I think Clegane Bowl's going to happen 
in direct like relation to uh, Jamie killing Cersei. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna go down to King's Landing to like try and take it, or you know they're gonna have to battle the Night King down there or something like that. And I think obviously the mountains mountain is Cersei's main bodyguard, and the Hound's gonna keep him busy while Jamie runs around and tries to kill his sister. <laughs> Um, How beautiful. And, yeah, it's not a super long prediction. I also, I have stuff in my notes about, like, I think something about, like, the crypts of Winterfell. I think something's going to happen down there. Uh, They've been making so much, like, big talk about what's... What's in the crypts? What's in the crypts? They've been down in the crypts a lot more this season. The, obviously, the trailer of All them looking the at their. So I'm not sure if it's like the Great Other. There have been hints at that. There are people who are like, there's a dragon under Westeros. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. I think more likely the Night King's going to raise the dead down there because they haven't been burned. And I think we're going to see a zombie Ned Stark, and I'm not, <laughs> not ready. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting, though, because uh, when they return his. They say his bones is what they return. So is it just his bones? Oh, God. Because Apparently that's... <laughs> it's enough of him that, like, he was recognizable to Catelyn when they were, mm. like, when Peter brought uh-huh. Ned to her, she could, like, look at him and be like, oh, cool. Um, yeah, which, also, what a gift to give a woman that you want to sleep with. Just her husband in a box. Oh, my um, God. There's so much going on there. We don't know. I'm glad Littlefinger <laughs> is gone. Anyway, um, so I think that's likely. I think that's probably what Arya's running from in the crypts. Yeah, um, I, mm-hmm. I definitely think... The crypts are obviously hugely important. So much of their promotional material is related to the crypts. They went down into the crypts last season. Um, there are also a lot of people thinking that that's where um, John's going to find like irrefutable proof that he's a Targaryen. Yeah, there's lots of ideas of like. Spoiler alert! Yeah. If you don't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose we should have started at the top with huge spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> this is a season eight predictions podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, there's lots of talk of what's in Lyanna's crypt. Is it like you know, lots of people believe it's maybe Rhaegar's harp? Yeah. Is it like something else to just prove that they had love and a marriage as opposed to like her being raped and kidnapped? Um, but yeah, the Crips, I think, obviously hugely important. They've been in all of the promotional materials and they're really doing hard work to uh, remind us, like, hey guys, the Crips exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've been like really like adamant about like putting people in front of Ned Stark's crypt in particular. Yeah. Like last season, Littlefinger and John talked there. Sansa and Arya reunited there. We see it in the trailer. I think uh, that that makes me feel like there's going to be a zombie Ned Stark, which I really don't want. <laughs> yeah, I I think if we see any of our beloved heroes come back as whites, <coughs> Hodor. <coughs> oh God. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really tough. <sighs> I'm ready for it, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. That I was going to talk about the Crips. Sorry. Okay, no, no, no. no. I mean, I don't really have anything else to add other than I think something's going down. Everyone's going to get raised. I'm ready to see them all. Yeah. And it'll be really, like, I don't know, messed up probably, but. Yeah. I, mean, I think an important question, too, is, like, do we believe that Catelyn is in the Crips? Because in the books, yeah. Yeah. she's, you know. She's, like, thrown into the river, raised. She kind of, yeah, she yeah. gets zombified. She yeah. kind of has, um, the mountain has more of her kind of story arc, I think, maybe, than anyone else. So I think, 
I'm going to go with she is not in the Crips, even though she does, at least in the season eight mm-hmm. trailer, not really trailer, but teaser, there is a statue of her, but I don't think she's in there. No. I, I think don't think she's somewhere in the Riverlands. I don't think anyone who was at the Red Wedding was given like a nice, decent burial. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's they true. were. I don't think Rob is in there. Maybe Rickon. He, I mean, unless his body was just like trampled during the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. God, Rickon, yeah. learn to run serpentine. I, oh I know. <laughs> so I don't know. So I think who all could possibly be down there? Ned. Yeah, that's a very maybe Rickon. Um, obviously, Liana and uh, Ricard. Star. Yeah. Um, I mean, just all of like the dead Starks ever, which because like in the books the crypts are like massive. They're like acres and acres of 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 mileage under there, and there are parts there that like they haven't ever gone down into because they're so old and like decrepit, and that's where a lot of like people think like. Um, like the great other from the Zora High myth yeah. or, or from the Long Night lives, they think that you know something. There's some sort of magic at Winterfell um, because they think that's where the Long Night ended, ended, ended. Yeah, yeah. The idea of like that is literally <laughs> and, where Winter. Yeah, and oh. there's there's a whole thing <laughs> yeah. of like there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell, right. mm-hmm. and so people are like, well, maybe that's some sort of like blood magic or whatever. And Even though there was definitely not a Stark in Winterfell. Yeah, for, for a long time, yeah. and they seemed okay. Um, I mean, also Winterfell's kind of a magical place where like it, they don't really know a whole lot about the past of it. They right. know that Bran the Builder made it, so it probably has some magical properties because he made like the wall. Right. He and all of that. So, like, it's one of those things where the past of Winterfell is actually kind of ambiguous and it could lend to a lot of things. There are also a lot of And I did want to go back and amend something. Rickard Stark would not be in there, right? Because he was burned alive. Yeah. But maybe... Yeah, so I just wanted to amend that. He would not be... I'm just trying to think of who could possibly... Because I think really the only person who's down there who could freak Arya out that much would be Ned. Or slightly possibly Rickon though she hasn't seen Rickon since he was like yeah she don't know what he looked infant, like she don't know basically. it's true like, yeah. like three years old Rickon like they they had the problem with like that they had with Bran which like when we saw him again he was unrecognizable because he grew like two feet <laughs> in the I two know. seasons that we haven't seen him and he looks like a, a like a basketball player <laughs> he, re- he really did <laughs> so I don't know if she'd recognize him we can only run in straight lines yeah. Oh my god. Um, so, god yeah, is there friend. anything else that you guys want to say before we uh, close this thing out? Um, I'm very excited. Oh, God. I'm yes. So excited. Uh, viewing parties are in store. All I yes. do is just like read about Game of Thrones, look at the stars' Instagrams. Like, I'm that's all I do really? with my time right now. I have like. 10,000 things on this list here. I think Sansa's going to get married again. Mm. I think, you know, she's in a place where, like, if she wants to be ruling the North, she needs a political advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she needs that political advantage of, like, that security. So I could see her either getting married to Tyrion again and them just living separate lives. Or I could see her getting married to Theon. Because why the I hell has Theon lived this I, long? <laughs> I think Theon's going to die. I hope he dies. I, I... It's so sad because when you think back on the earlier seasons, like he had a very compelling 
arc, like the first, what, three seasons? Like, up until he starts just getting tortured into submission. I think it's an interesting arc. I was interested in his character. And now I'm like, why are you still around? Why, are why you is still he still alive? alive? It makes alive? no sense I don't think that they've kept this character around this long for him not to, like, he's going to have to do, like, something super heroic. Yeah. Or he's staying around to like Sansa can marry him and oh, just gosh. like never that would have be to horrible. like. I don't want that. I don't want. I that can either. definitely see it though. Like I, I thought that. I hope he dies saving Yara and that we have a bunch of boss female leaders. We have Yara. Yeah. We have Sansa. Yeah. I forgot about Yara. We have love. Yara. I don't know. Who are any other female leaders? Maybe it's just them. I mean, Cersei, I think, but hopefully she doesn't survive. I was gonna say I think eight. I want Cersei to die, and I think Danny. Who's ruling Dorne? Who's ruling? Oh. Is Dorne just like a wild, wild okay, west sort of situation? Who's ruling anything, right? Like, this is something I think that's another important thing to think about going into season eight is like Cersei is ostensibly on the Iron Throne, but she's not ruling anything because Dorne, what is going on down there? The Reach, the Tarleys are gone, and so are the Tyrells. What yeah. is going on in the Reach? Um, the Westerlands, like, I guess maybe Kevin Lannister is still hanging out in the Westerlands. Like, I don't know. <laughs> And then the veil, like, we've got sweet, sweet Robin Aaron. I mean, Sansa's going to end up ruling the veil, too. I the Knights of the Veil have, have pledged allegiance to her. So mm-hmm. I know, like, but when you think about it, it's like the veil is basically subservient to the North, and obviously the North. So it's yeah. like, what is Cersei even queen of? She's basically queen of nothing. And um, She needs that throne, Nissa. I know. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I hope Howland Reed shows up. Oh, my good Lord. He would be great. I don't we've know. We've never seen him. But we know that he exists in the show. I, I hope he shows up. I hope that we get... Um, I think he's the only one who can irrefutably be like, yup, like, John is the child. I saw Ned start come out of this tower once with a baby. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that um, it seems silly to only introduce him in the flashback and then not yeah. bring him back. And it's yeah. have Mira say, I'm going to my father. You know, because Mira's a great fighter. She could have stuck around, hung out at the Battle yeah. of Winterfell. But she said, I'm going. I'm going back to my dad. Yeah. So I think it would make a lot of sense for him to come back. Do I think that that's likely? There's so many things that, like, I feel like we want to happen and we need to happen. But there's just not enough time I think for, like, things to happen. Thing. I think we're really just going to have to do, like, a one-two punch of dealing with the army of the dead and then dealing with, like, there's just, Cersei slash the Iron I, Throne. I understand, like... The writers and the actors, like, getting tired of, like, working on this behemoth show for so long. Because, like, Game of Thrones, like, it can't be easy working on a show that, like, requires you to, like, take two years to make one season. And, like, that requires you to live away from everyone that you love and care about and all that. But I think they ran into a problem when they were like, we're going to end it in eight seasons. And then they're just like, oh, no, we have everything yeah. To put into this. So we're basically just going to get, like, six movie-length episodes, which is, I'm not complaining about that, but, like, I, I worry about the pacing of season yeah, eight, like, because think, season seven was a little oh, yeah. wonky. I, I think, sort of, to close out, my, I'm hopeful that, I think season seven, the reason it was kind of a mess was because they had a lot to accomplish. They're like, all right, we need Danny and John to meet, we need to get everyone to the north, we need to, like, give, we need to figure out how to bring down the wall so I guess we'll give them a dragon. And so I think that the reason it was a mess was just because they were like, we need to set up season eight. Yeah. And so I'm extremely hopeful. Like season six, which was the first season that absolutely had nothing to do with the books. Like, I think it was 
maybe the best season of Game of Thrones. It was very good. And so I have confidence that the showrunners can do a good job. And I think the only reason season seven was kind of a, not the only reason, but a huge reason season seven was a mess was just because they were like, we have got to set up the last season. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you guys want to add before we close out? I don't think so. Hodor. 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 I'm going to cry tears, real tears, uh, if slash when Hodor comes back. But uh, I think uh, I think it's likely. I, I like, and this is kind of copy from from something I did here from Binge Mode, but like, I keep on, and it, it just has stuck with me where it's like, I, I do hope like things work out for the characters and like all oh, my favorite characters survive and all that. But more than that, I kind of hope that this show like, kind of screws me up with its ending <laughs> mm-hmm. because just, it like that would be the most Game of Thronesian thing to do. I want it to be true to itself. Like I don't mm-hmm. want it to be wish fulfillment, but I also yeah. I, I don't think this show is a hopeless show. No. I don't think the point is just to kill everyone you love. Mm-hmm. That would be silly. I don't I don't think any would be bad storytelling. <laughs> it's bad storytelling. I don't think it's hopeless storytelling, but I do think it's like trying to convey some element of realism which is that the world is not necessarily a great place and that a lot of bad things have to happen sometimes um but that good things can also happen so i don't know um yeah so i think with that we're gonna wrap uh thanks for anyone who listened coming to uh coming to the end of this podcast and we are so excited (laughs) so ready Um, yeah and you can check out the rest of our game of thrones content on our website at idsnews.com we're gonna have rankings of uh best moments and we're gonna have some supplementary content um just about stuff you need to know maybe some stuff on some fan theories so and lots of interesting columns about why game of thrones is important we have a columnist who's talking about why she loves stannis baratheon which is an interesting uh, yeah. take. I, I, I can't read. can't say I agree. <laughs> can't see I can't say I understand um, that. But feeling. yeah, so make sure to follow um, follow us on um, Instagram and Twitter at, at IDS News yes. for uh, lots of good content. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Our watch has ended. <laughs> <laughs>